Welcome to Disruptive CEO Nation, where executives and entrepreneurs access insights into the future of business and work. Candid interviews with the world's most innovative and disruptive CEOs slash game changers focus on the impact of technology and workplace culture to an organization's readiness for the future. Your host, Allison K. Summers, is the author of Connect to Influence and has coached, mentored, and worked with CEOs, presidents, and senior leaders from over 90 countries in her 25-year career as a global leadership architect. Allison is on a mission to search the globe to bring you accomplished, cutting-edge thinkers in the world of business to learn from. Now, here is your host, Allison K. Summers. Hello, everyone. This is Allison K. Summers, and welcome to Disruptive CEO Nation. As we talk about all the time, innovation can be applied to everything. Today, we are speaking to the co-founder of a startup company, that has been recognized as an innovative company of the year on the East Coast in the U.S., and who I know will someday have their company eat into the profits of Victoria's Secret. So, Callie, welcome. Welcome to Disruptive CEO Nation. Hi. Thanks for having me. Can you give our listeners, um, tell them who you are, what company you're with, and what you do? Absolutely. So, my name is Callie Ventresca. I'm the chief creative director and co-owner of the lingerie company, Impishly, and we enable women to design their own intimates on our website with the click of a button. Uh, We then make all of our intimates in-house here in New York, and we ship worldwide. And I love, I love your startup story. So sometimes on, on this show, we speak to people at varying levels, and, and we've been speaking lately to a string of folks that run really large, larger companies. And I'm so excited to connect with you at this point in your company evolution, um, because I think it's exciting. I think you are on the verge of just really taking over the marketplace with this customization and Um, For our listeners, if you are in a place where you can go and look up their website, you need to look it up now or when you get to a computer um, because it's cool stuff. So let's talk about innovation and let's talk about your startup story um, because you were sharing with me that that really that the small seedlings um, for you and your sister and your sister's name is Noelle. Do I have that correct? Yes, Noelle. And you, it started on Etsy of all places, correct? Yeah, we started on Etsy um, probably around 2012, 2013 about. Um, and we started making lingerie by hand there and working with customers one-on-one. So that's actually how we figured out that we really wanted to continue doing that. And we wanted to make a platform that was much easier for uh, customers to give feedback and to really be a participant in the design process. And I want to talk about your customers, but I want to hold that that thought because I want to come back to um, this concept of, you know, kind of moving from an Etsy platform to being a, a real business. Um, can you tell us about that transition of, of how you went from, like, there, we, we're on to something. We really are on to something that the world needs. Yeah, it definitely had a great deal to do with our feedback from our customers. 
So we would get requests all the time about women wanting to design their own. And um, we figured that the only way we could really make that happen was if we took our existing business and kind of recreated it as a business that we could operate on our own website, um, sell directly to our customers through our own website, allow them to design their own wares, um, and really have a, a launch of pretty much a new business plan. Um, and we were able to accomplish that actually by doing a Kickstarter campaign. Um, so we ran a Kickstarter campaign um, months before we were able to launch our website. And with that funding that we got, we were able to build out our website and uh, to build the design tool that is on our website that allows women to design their own lingerie. And I have a question. So when you when you formulated that business plan, um, did you or your sister have an, a, a business degree or an education um, in doing the business plan, or did you go seek help from you know some certain resources that that helped you move along? Uh, well, we have always been um, very creative and do-it-yourself people. I would say my sister did have a business degree. Um, she actually studied music, so her business degree was a little bit oriented towards mu music, but definitely still in a creative field. Um, but I would personally say that uh, we have taught ourselves more than um, the degrees that we have just by necessity. Um, when you own a business, there are constant fires to be put out, and really, I think it's something um, a about our uh, generation that we really use the internet to figure out any problem, whether it's within our business or outside of our business, we utilize the information that's out there and really have taught ourselves, um, you know, 99% of what we know now. And Kelly, so I, I do, because you, you taught, you said our generation, I do want you to share with our listeners um, how old, how old you are for founding this company? Ah, <laughs> I am millennial. So I am 29 and my sister is 32. Fantastic. No, and, and I think you're right. You know, most entrepreneurs really, you know, they, you do, you, you, you find your way around. And I, I love how you said, you know, you have to put out fires and you just have to keep, keep moving. On that Kickstarter campaign, I, I find it, really impressive um, when you go to the website and you look at the website and the first time I was exploring it, there was a link that said our family. And I thought, oh, okay, I, this, maybe this is um, more of a family business than I, I realized. And I looked and you guys are actually honoring the people who donated to your Kickstarter campaign on your website. And I, I think that's really innovative. I think that's cool. Yeah, I mean, for us, really, um, our business wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that experience and it wasn't for uh, each and every one of those people who helped us to get our campaign fully funded. Uh, we actually got 150% funded. So once we um, reached our goal, we actually set a reach goal and we were just about able to um, get that goal funded as well. And that was a, uh, enabled us to. Um, at launch, provide even more offerings to our customers. And really, we couldn't have built our whole website, docked all of our fabrics, taken the time that it really required to build our website up. Um, we 
got industrial machines that we have in our studio here, and none of that would have been possible if uh, those people didn't help us along the way. So let's let's talk about your website because for you, um, that's your everything. That's that's your your storefront, um, and it's it, it's honestly a, a quite um, lovely website. I like how you have the video that that shows us a production of products. I like how you have a tutorial for your customers. Um, what was your approach when, when you sat down and started developing that website? So um, you definitely wanted it to be user-friendly and accessible. I think that uh, there are so many people on the internet uh, many people who are comfortable figuring stuff out, but then many people who um, are maybe not as comfortable and need something that's going to feel intuitive and to be very clear um, because designing your own custom lingerie is not um, really some people have any, um, something that anybody has experience with. So um, making that process and teaching our customer um, how to use our design tool to that to the full extent um, was really important. We wanted to have all that information readily available right when you come to our website. Um, but also um, our, the aesthetic of our website, we definitely wanted it to be simple and show off our product really well um, and just be something that people will enjoy looking at and experiencing. Well, and you had mentioned your background is in uh, photography, correct? Yeah, actually, I have an art degree. So I studied um, everything from photography to sculpture when I was in school. What's the culture of your, your customers? You know, what would you say is your, your target market? Oh, that's really um, tricky to say. Definitely primarily women um, are our target market, we do sell lingerie and um, we do sell bras and bralettes. And I think that's uh, one of the, you know, best selling items that we have. Um, every woman needs a great fitting bra and to be able to customize that um, yourself really just makes it better. So I think that um, really any woman can use our products um, for sure. But I do think that um, it takes a certain woman to really be uh, interested in the design process. So um, a lot of times there are beautiful things that you can just buy and love. But um, for many women, I would say uh, many more women who are plus size or um, bigger busted, they have trouble finding things that are still cute in their size. So um, we have definitely done a lot of work in the plus size community, making sure that our garments are going to work well for all sizes. Um, we do currently have the largest size range in um, bras and bralettes available. So that's a cool thing and, and something that we pride ourselves in is um, really being inclusive and working towards um, accommodating women who are not finding the things that they need uh, in the intimate department. How are you driving customers to this fabulous website that you have in this awesome product? Um, because it, when you're in this kind of mode that you're in, 
we you, you talked about the cost of customer acquisition and it and it's something that on new entrepreneurs who who build this great business it's a challenge isn't it it definitely is it's um really hard there the market in general um for lingerie but for all things really is so oversaturated with amazing great products all the time and and new things every day too so finding those people in this sea of um you know great new products and innovative companies is always a challenge um but we do uh social media that's really how we find a lot of our customers we work with influencers all the time so we're constantly sending out products for review um and i think working with influencers is um, not only great because um, they help us get our product and our company out there, but we really do enjoy um, making these connections with the influencers that we've worked with. So it really is a collaborative space that we get to enter with them. They help um, design the products that we get to send out to them. We get to learn about them. We get to see what they're all about, um, you know, whether they're a blogger or they have a good um, Instagram following, um, they're always, you know, they come with some kind of a mesh message. So it's great when that message aligns with our message and then we get to link up with really cool women all over the world. That's a really fun part of our job and great way that we've gotten our product in front of um, many more people. Um, we also do uh, run Facebook ads and Google ads. So it's definitely a little bit more challenging for a startup, but, you know, we make it work and, and it's definitely worth it to uh, get those great customers. So on the influencers, and I've, I've heard people approach it um, a couple different ways. So do you work with a PR firm that helps connect you to those influencers or find those influencers? Or are you all actively watching like the hashtag trends and, and trying to feel out who would be in your space? Yeah, so we actually do a little bit of both, a little bit of everything. We work with um, some PR firms and also uh, people that we we hire and outsource work to, individuals um, and freelancers. So they they will help us find influencers. We also find influencers that you know we interact with on you know in our social spheres. If we're at uh, different events, we'll find people that you know we are inspired by or feel as we'd make a good collaboration with. Um, and we also have people reach out to us all the time too. And we're happy to meet those requests and, um, you know, work with bloggers of all different sizes and all different um, following um, bases. So um, we really do kind of link up with people and um, keep our options open in every direction pretty much. So a lot of times I ask my entrepreneurs, and I, I feel a little funny asking asking you based on your product, but I ask if they have like any any naked truths about what they've learned along <laughs> their path or what they would do differently if they were doing it again. So for years, it kind of uh, brings up a visual <laughs> image. But, but you know, in this in this transition from Etsy store to business plan to Kickstarter to being you know a a reputable brand. Is there something that you learned along the way that either, oh, that, that was a mistake that cost you a lot of money or, ooh, I, I, if I meet other entrepreneurs, I'm going to tell them, oh, don't make this same mistake. Oh, I have so many mistakes that I could share. Um, I think that 
you know, one thing that that we have kind of had to relearn over and over again is that there's always room for improvement and growth before we launched when we were uh, running our Kickstarter campaign. Our goal was just get our website up, get it out there and, you know, and then we'll be good. And I think that along the way, we keep on realizing that as a business, you, you constantly have to set a new goal and reach that new goal. So there's never a, a stopping point where you're just, you know, done with working and, you know, the business takes care of itself. And, um, you know, it's, it's always a challenge. And there, for us, there's always going to be that strive um, for improvement. So we don't want to be stagnant. Um, we want to identify the flaws that we that are in our business and um, the air, the room that there is for growth, and we want to uh, tackle those head on and um, you know continue to grow. I think that's um, you know one of the best things that we've learned along the way is that there's always more things to be done, and um, you know that's pretty cool actually. <laughs> Yeah, and I like I appreciate what you said about the the website, particularly for for you. I mean, that website is your everything. It's it is your customer interface, and and they're not cheap. <laughs> and, and when you have a piece that's not working, it is tough when you when you say, "Oh, we gotta start over again." Where if we talked again in two years, what would be the things that you think would have changed and evolved in your business? Ooh. Um... So in two years, we actually do have a timeline for um, taking a dip into swimwear in the future. So that's definitely something that we see on the horizon and um, hopefully in 2019. So um, if we talk in two years, hopefully you can be shopping for your next bathing suit on our website. (laughs) Fantastic. Okay, so tell our listeners how they can find you, and how they can find your website. Tell them again. Absolutely. So you can find our our website at impishlee.com. It's I-M-P-I-S-H-L-E-E.com. You can find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's impishlee, just search our name. And if you ever want to reach out to us, you can contact us at info at impishly.com and we'll definitely get back to you. Thank you. I really appreciate you taking your, your time. And I, I think it's, you know, again, we talk about innovation and I, I think it's pretty brave to one, go into the mass customization and personalization space. Um, I think the people that do it well, it's, it's fantastic. And I, and I do think the marketplace is, is ready for more personalization. So I, I really wish you great success as you continue to grow. And um, I'm looking forward to uh, becoming a customer and looking forward to that swimwear in two years. So thank you for joining us. Yeah. <laughs> thank um, you for having us. If you enjoyed this episode of Disruptive CEO Nation, um, please like, share, and comment. Tell somebody else about it. If you think that there is an innovative and disruptive CEO, company founder that we should be speaking with, um, send me a note at connect at allisonksummers.com. And until then, keep your eye on the future. Thank you. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. 
To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.